0: Welcome to Tea Time with Mary. I'm your host, Mary Jolkofsky. I'm a former bikini fitness model turned self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey friends, before we begin, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast episode is sponsored by my favorite books. Not literally, but I did create a book list for you with all of my favorite books for self-love, and body image, and self-confidence, and just overall self-healing and growth. I am a huge personal growth person, and to be honest with you, a lot of the things that I talk about come from the books that I've read. I'm a big reader, and I always tell my little sister, readers are leaders. And I love audiobooks, I love book books, I love Kindle, I love all the forms of books, just give me all the goods. So I decided to create a book list for you with my top 25 favorite books and I actually add to this list so there's probably going to be more than 25 books on it but I have narrowed it down to top 25 books that you need to read to start the self-love journey. I'm not saying you have to read all the books right now but you should have this list handy dandy for when you're getting a book on Amazon or shopping in your Audible or whatever. So I've created this book list, and you can get it at maryscupoftea.com books, and I will also put it in the show notes. And let me know how you like these recommendations by screenshotting what you're reading and tagging me in your Instagram stories. I always love seeing you use my recommendations. It just makes my whole day because we're like a little community. So anyways, maryscupoftea.com slash books. Go get it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mary's Cup of Tea, the podcast. I am so excited you're here and I just had lunch, so I have extra energy today. And I'm really looking forward to this episode called Self-Worth in Relationships. Now, this is going to be another personal solo episode, um, something I've been wanting to talk about for a while because it's a big part of where I'm at in my self-love journey, which is Feeling like I'm worthy of healthy romantic love and two episodes ago I talked about why I'm in therapy and I talked a lot about how the biggest reason I'm in therapy is to work on me in my relationship so not necessarily to work on my relationship but to work on my side of it right like Am I bringing my past fears and insecurities and traumas into this relationship? I want to make sure that doesn't happen. And so I am really working on myself in therapy so that I feel worthy of the love that I want in my life. And if you're like me and you've really struggled in the past with being in toxic relationships or even borderline abusive, if not abusive relationships, then this episode will will really help you because After we've seen something for so long, right, like whether you grew up in a very tumultuous um, household or your, you know, your parents fought a lot or you were abused as a child or whether you got into a really toxic relationship yourself over time, that becomes our belief system. And we start believing that that's what relationships should look like. And why should I think I'm deserving of anything more if that's all I know? And that was very much me a year ago, and a big reason why I am in therapy. So I wanted to talk about a little bit about my story and then also give you some tips to have self-worth in relationships. And it doesn't matter whether you're single, dating, or you've been married forever. Like, this will apply to you either way. But before we dive into this week's episode, I do want to tell you about my new upcoming online program called Beyond Body. Now, Beyond Body, depending on when you're listening to this, it's going to start on July 26th, 2020. So hopefully you're listening before that deadline. If you are listening after that deadline, then go ahead and click on the links that I reference and it'll redirect you and tell you how to get in on the next round of Beyond Body. But basically, Beyond Body is an online program that is gonna be four weeks long, so an entire month, and it's gonna be like a self-love intensive. It's gonna take you through everything I've learned in four years, in just four weeks. So it will be really intense, but the good news is, is that all the course content will be there for you forever. So you can literally access it at any time if you're having a bad body image day, or you just binge and you're feeling like shit, or you're beating yourself up about something, or you need support. Not only will the course content be there for you forever, but also the community. So starting July 26, you will have content every single week. The first week is all about my proven self-love formula. This self-love formula has been a game changer for me because it gave me a holistic view of self-love and it made me realize that self-love is more than just body image. And as if you're a listener of this podcast, you probably know that the first step For a lot of us is working through our body image struggles and that's a great first step but then so many other things come forth for us and so this self-love formula will help you deal with all of the things involving self-love week two is all about beauty standards and body image and it's literally called unfuck your body image so it's my personal favorite for obvious reasons but this is the week where you're really going to learn to build confidence in your body where you're going to heal a lot of those underlying body image struggles, where you're going to realize where they came from and why everything is just so, so difficult for women. But you will no longer be victim to those body image struggles. You're going to have the tips, the tools, and the techniques to deal with them. And then week three is all about the food stuff. Now, I know a lot of us started our body image journey with the food stuff because we're like, okay, um, I... I feel out of control around food. I feel anxious. I am dieting. I'm counting calories. I'm obsessed. My mind just keeps circulating. And I don't want to live like this anymore. But if you're anything like me or how I was a few years back, I was still kind of like dabbling in dieting. I know that sounds weird, but dabbling in dieting is exactly how to put it. Because I still had the body image struggles, I felt like controlling my food would fix them, and it didn't. So in week three, we talk about how to address the food stuff, how to eat intuitively, how to feel just free around food so that you're not constantly obsessed about what you're eating or how much you're eating or if you're going to work it off later. Because, girl, that's no way to live life. No way. And I know that on Instagram, it may seem like everybody has this intuitive eating thing figured out, but no. I mean, it took me many, many years to really feel like I'm at a place where intuitive eating is not even something that I think about anymore. I mean, I don't want to spend my life thinking about food. I want to, you know, have that free brain space for the other magical world-changing shit that I'm meant to do. And food is just like one of the simplest pleasures of existence that makes me really, really happy, but my life doesn't revolve around it. So that's what week three is all about. And then week four is all about relationships and other people, things like dealing with the opinions of other people, the expectations of other people, not giving a shit about what other people think about you, whether that's online or in person, Um, scrolling through social media and not comparing yourself to others. Like, how do you actually stop comparing yourself to other people? And there's one game-changing technique that is really, really going to help you in that way. And all about relationships so how do you the the things we'll talk about in this podcast too how do you keep your own self-worth in relationships how do you know that you're deserving of healthy romantic love feeling sexy and confident in the bedroom things like that that involve other people because self-love doesn't just exist in this little bubble inside ourselves. We deal with other people every single day on a daily basis. So the last week will equip you to deal with things in a healthy, positive way. And this entire program will just transform the way you think about yourself, the way you feel about yourself, the way you see yourself in the mirror, and the way you think of yourself as a person. I am truly so excited for this program. I've never done anything like this. Um, The whole online course plus online retreat combined. I mean, I have I have a couple online courses, I've done some online retreats, but the fact that this is gonna be a month-long experience where we're all gonna be there to support each other, we're gonna have an exclusive private Facebook group, you'll be able to ask me any questions, like literally over Zoom, um, I'm gonna be video calling you once a week, and all of this is just jam-packed into one month of what I call a self-love intensive. So the program is called Beyond Body. If you are interested, you can go to the link in my Instagram bio. It should be the updated link. And I'll also put the link in the show notes. Depending on when you're listening, um, either our wait list is open or it's closed. But go to the link and it'll tell you everything that you need to know. Huh. Okay. Now that I've told you about that, I really hope that you join us in Beyond Body. I really hope that I can see your beautiful face over Zoom and that we can go on this self love journey together. But without further ado, let's get into this week's episode self worth in relationships. So I struggled with this <laughs> because, like I talked about in my previous solo episode, I have been through many, many divorces for someone who hasn't been married. So because of my parents, I just saw a really tumultuous view of relationships. Um, You know, one where we're always yelling and fighting and screaming and throwing shit and cops coming. And it was just never ending and traumatic to say the least. And I know a lot of kids go through divorce and I'm definitely not the only one, but I think that some divorces are obviously harder than others. Um, And I'm not here to like categorize my pain, but my parents' divorce definitely affected me a lot. And I'm very conscious of that. But because of that, ever since high school, I always found myself in just really toxic relationships, like people who were verbally abusive, emotionally abusive, borderline physically abusive, Um, I found myself sleeping around with people I didn't want to sleep with because I was too scared to say no because I so desperately wanted people to like me. Um, You know, getting ghosted and stood up and just like not knowing my worth, especially when it came to guys. Like I was just like, okay, whatever you want, fine. Um, And I I don't know. I just wish that I had somebody there for me to— to just yell at me and tell me to stop letting people treat me this way. But unfortunately, it took me quite a bit to learn, fortunately and unfortunately. I mean, we all learn we're all on our own journeys. But then I got into a relationship that was actually, like, probably one of the most toxic ones of my life. It's the relationship that has taught me the most. And it was, like, the most serious. And without it, I don't know where I'd be because of like, just the journey, right? Like everything it led me to. But at the same time, I should have never stayed in it that long. And unfortunately, I did stay in it that long. And I just kept telling myself that relationships are hard work. This is how it's supposed to be. And I remember the guy I was with, he was, he would always tell me like, relationships are hard. You have to fight for them. You have to choose the one you love. I don't care if we scream at each other every single day. I choose you. And it's like on one side, it was romantic. But then on the other side, it was like disgusting. And I think it's because Hollywood has made it seem like that kind of back and forth and, and push and pull. And they de- they describe it as passionate when really it's just harmful and toxic and abusive Um, And so I grew up as a girl in this society thinking that unless my relationship was this Hollywood movie soap opera filled with passionate love and passionate fighting and hot makeup, makeup sex and and all these like things that I saw in the movies, right? Like unless it was like that, then it wasn't love. Then it was boring. Then I don't deserve it because I deserve passionate, drama-filled, scary love. And that's what I found myself getting into for a really long time. And so flash forward to when I finally got out of that relationship, I did a lot of work on myself, just like questioning, like, why did I stay in it for so long? Like, what made me believe that that's what relationships were supposed to look like? Why did I think that I didn't deserve anything better? And the answers to some of those questions were because the highs were so good that I justified the lows. And that's kind of how a manipulator works is they, they make you believe that they are the source of your happiness because they will like completely strip away any of your happiness and then they'll give you a little bit back and you just fall for that little tiny bit, which is like bait, right? And you believe that they are the source of their happiness, that without them, you are nothing, And that's very much how my manipulator worked was that he would beat me down and then he would bring me back up. And so he made me feel at the lowest point of low in my life. And at the same time, he would make me feel this high high. And so I attributed those high highs to him. And my brain disregarded those low lows, that he was also the source of a lot of that pain. But of course, I blamed myself. I told myself I should have done it differently or that he's going to change or that I provoked him and things like that. So it was just up and down for a really long time. Um, And as I started like dating after that, I mean, it was really scary to put myself out there. It was like, I don't know what's healthy love and what's unhealthy love. I literally don't know what relationships are supposed to look like anymore. And I know that there's no set way that relationships are supposed to look like, and every relationship is different. But there are some fundamentals that every relationship needs to have in order to be a healthy relationship things like respect each other's boundaries. Um, respect each other when you talk to each other. I found myself in relationships that were very verbally abusive to a point where it's not that we were just yelling about things, but that the name calling, the putting down, the insults, things like that nobody should have to go through. And as I started dating, you know, it was all fun and games. Nothing was that serious. But again, I found myself even casually dating people who were little manipulative and I just saw some warning signs and luckily I learned a lot from my past relationship so I didn't fall for it and didn't get serious with any of those people but flash forward to when me and my lovely boyfriend till this day matched on hinge from day one he was like everything that I wanted and everything that I didn't even know was possible I remember every single day for the first like six months I was like waiting for the second shoe to drop. You know that phrase? It's basically when you're kind of like anticipating something bad's going to happen. You tell yourself that it shouldn't be this good or, okay, well, if things are— what goes up must come down and uh, it's not going to last anyways. Might as well enjoy it while I can because tomorrow we're going to fight or like constantly anticipating things You might find yourself being a little passive-aggressive and picking fights, at least that's what I did, um, and just feeling like you don't deserve it. Just feeling like it's, oh, these are the words I used a lot. Too good to be true. That is a sign that you are struggling with feeling worthy in your relationships. And all of your relationships, not just romantic ones, but... Saying things like, it's too good to be true is a huge sign of a self-worth issue. Why do you believe that you don't deserve that too good? Why is it too good? Why can't it just be good? The reason why it's too good is because we feel like we don't deserve it. And that's what happened to me. So every single day for the past almost year and a half now, I have to remind myself like literally chant to myself that you deserve this it's not too good to be true it's exactly how it's supposed to be Um, you're worthy of healthy romantic love this is what relationships are supposed to be like it's not that they are glamorous like those hollywood movies and just because you're not fighting doesn't mean that you lack passion (laughs) and my therapist told me she asked me on one of our first sessions why are you addicted to drama-filled, abusive love? Question mark. And I was like, I don't know. But everything I kept telling my therapist was like, I just don't know if we're so in love because we literally don't fight. It's just impossible to fight. I mean, we've had a couple, but aside from that, we don't even bicker. We're just always in love. <laughs> we're always respectful. We're always kind. We're always laughing. And to me... almost didn't feel real and the reason why it didn't feel real and the reason why it felt like it was going to end at any moment is because deep down inside I felt like I didn't deserve it and a part of me actually still does and I'm still working through a lot of those old beliefs Um, and I'm still you know obviously working in therapy and personally with just what do I want out of my love life and who do I want to be in my relationship and constantly you know, making sure that I'm not losing myself in my relationship. So I just wanted to tell you like some things I learned and some things that might help you really know your worth in your relationship. And again, it doesn't matter whether you're single, dating, or or you've been with your person forever. Um, This will apply to you regardless. So firstly, in order to build self-worth in your relationship, you really have to build self-worth in yourself. You cannot rely on your partner to bring you up. I I mean that like your partner should be supportive, but you shouldn't depend on him for all your positive emotions. You need to have other sources of happiness, other sources of connection, other sources of pleasure, other sources of joy, of love. You need to have a holistic, well-rounded, network of people and things and hobbies and passions and other things that you identify with outside of your partner that bring you joy. You That is just a must. I think when I, be, because of my background in abusive relationships, like I said, my abusive relationship was the source of all my pain and the source of all my happiness. And so in this relationship, I felt like, okay, well, he's not the source of my pain. And so now he's not really the source of all my happiness either. Is this how it's supposed to be? Why aren't I feeling that infatuation? And the reason why I wasn't feeling that infatuation was because he's not a manipulator. (laughs) And so if you feel like your life revolves around one person, there could be two things going on. One is that you're revolving your life around one person. Or two, the person that you're with is manipulating you to believe that your relationship is the most important thing and i'm not saying that your relationship is not the most important thing maybe it is the most important thing to you and that's wonderful and i'm so happy for you and my relationship is probably one of the most important relationships relationships in my life as well however it should not be the most important part of you you are a whole person outside of your relationship which is why it's important to keep your friendships don't be that girl who cancels all your plans because your, your boyfriend or your lover or your girlfriend or your partner wants to go do something. And so you cancel and you don't hang out with your friends or you just don't talk to them much at all and you drift apart because suddenly you're in a relationship. Don't be that person, please. Not because it's rude, but because of you, because you need to push yourself to be your own person outside of your relationship. Have your own hobbies your own interests, your own things. You don't have to tell your partner every little thing that happened that day. That's something that I do is, I feel like when I'm in a relationship, I'm like all in. So I tell my person everything, every thought, every feeling, every emotion. And lately, I've been trying to just like deal with some things on my own. Maybe go to my journal or maybe call a friend or my mom or somebody outside of my relationship just so that I keep my connections and my my other relationships as close to me as my romantic one so that is very important be your own person secondly keep reminding yourself that if they didn't want to be with you they wouldn't be with you you are in this relationship for a reason hopefully you're in a healthy relationship and this person loves you they want to be with you maybe even if you're not at that love phase if you're just dating Regardless, the person that you're with wants to be with you. And at this point in your life, you are together. You have a thing. You have a connection for a reason. And if they didn't want to be with you, they're their own person, too. They could leave at any point. They could, you know, go do whatever they want to do. But right now, right here in this moment, they want to be with you. So just step into that. Sit with that. Be with that. Let yourself be in the moment, in the phase of life that you're in. And if you're in a not-so-great relationship right now, and deep down inside, you know that, you feel that, you know that it's not going to be forever, you know that it's not good for you, you know that it might end at some point because for whatever reason, keep reminding yourself that you deserve healthy, romantic love. That your love life should look like how you want your love life to look like. And don't settle for anything less than that. That brings me to another little thing that I learned. Um, It's kind of a practice that I've been doing for a couple of years. Anytime I find myself single or just feeling like this relationship isn't for me, I write down my list of non-negotiables. Maybe you've heard that term, but basically it's things that are an absolute must have for you in your relationship. And I actually kind of like to divide it into three columns. I have um, a list of things that are must haves, like this person must have these personality traits. They must be like this. They must be interested in this, whatever. And I pick like five to seven traits. And then I have a column that's like, would be nice. So it would be nice if my lover had this, that, and whatever. And then I have a column that's like must not have. (laughs) And on those list of things, it's like must not be verbally abusive, must not cuss at me when we fight, must not, um, I don't know, disrespect my parents, whatever that may be for you. So it's must have, would be nice, and must not have. And this is, you have five to seven things in each column. And this is basically what you want in your relationship. And this is what you deserve. Everything that you write down is everything that you are worthy of. So please don't settle for anything less. If there's somebody who doesn't meet one of your non-negotiables, and it's so, so important to you, some people will tell you, well, nobody's perfect. You can make compromises. And I totally agree with that but there are some fundamental things that for some of us we just need to have them um let me think of one a personal example for me the verbally the verbally abusive thing i mean i'm not even talking about emotional and physical abuse because that is kind of a given to me but one place where i really tend to like self sacrifice and sell out on myself is letting my partners yell at me and cuss at me and just be very, very destructive when we fight. I wanted a person who can fight respectfully, who where we can have disagreements and it doesn't turn into this big dramatic blowout. I did not want that anymore. And that's exactly how things are in my relationship now. I mean, we fight, we have disagreements, and that's fine, but it never turns into us throwing shit or calling each other names. And so that was a big non-negotiable for me because that's something that's a thing that I constantly found myself being in. So I wrote it down as my non-negotiable. Like, if there's any signs of any kind of, like, anger issues, I am out. Now, some people may disagree with me, and (laughs) I— personally know some couples that, you know, are very tumultuous and they seem happy or I don't know. I'm not here to judge, so I'm just going to stop talking there. But all I'm saying is that your non-negotiables may not be your best friend's non-negotiables. You might have different things. So pick out things that work for you or things that you dream of in your partner. And lastly, if you are in a relationship or even if you're dating, communicate. Every single time you communicate your needs, wants, and desires, you build confidence. Let me say that again. Every time you successfully communicate your needs, your wants, and your desires in your relationship, you inevitably build confidence. Because anytime you speak up for yourself, anytime that you tell people what is and what's not okay, anytime you even make a decision and you say, yeah, I actually want to go to this restaurant. Let's go there. That is confidence. (laughs) That is you sticking up for what you believe in. That is you living life on your own terms. That is you not caring about what the other person thinks about you. That is you not being codependent, i.e. not depending your needs, wants, and desires and emotions on somebody else's. That is you being your own person so communicate the little things the big things say what's on your mind don't hold things back that shit will eat you alive take it from somebody who <laughs> tends to hold things back and sweep sweep things under a rug and then it starts bottling up and i wonder why i'm feeling so ick and it's because when you don't when you don't speak up and when you don't say what you believe then little by little you'll start losing yourself And the whole point of this podcast is to show you that you don't have to lose yourself in your relationship and that, yes, you are worthy of a relationship that makes you, that completes you, but also makes you feel whole. Does that make sense? Like, you are whole as a person. I love that quote that's like, he is not my other half because I am not half. I am whole. He just compliments me or she or whoever, right? I really love that. You are whole on your own and you deserve somebody that's just going to overfill you with love and support and connection and pleasure and joy. Speaking of pleasure, don't forget to put sexual things on your list of non-negotiables. I think that that is a very important part in relationships. And one thing that I struggled a lot with my past relationships, again, gosh, I just love being fucked up. I have so much to talk about, haha, <laughs> just kidding, kind of, not really. Anyways. One thing I struggled with in my past relationships is the sex thing, like just not vibing with somebody sexually, constantly feeling unsatisfied in bed, being afraid to ask for what I want, not wanting to make the other person feel bad. Don't do that. Take charge of your pleasure by expressing your needs, wants, and desires. You are in charge of your own pleasure, okay? It is up to you to feel good in your body, and you deserve to feel good in your body. But unless you tell your partner what you want— they're not gonna be able to give it to you because they're not mind readers. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's something that is very important. It's very important to feel sexually fulfilled in your relationship. And so I just want to encourage you to put that down in your non-negotiables or talk to your partner if you are currently in a relationship and make sure that you are feeling fully satisfied in that area. It's just, it's really important. So the last thing I wanna say, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but I just wanna remind you with my own voice, that you are worthy of the love you give to others. You are worthy of your own love. You are worthy of healthy, romantic love. You deserve everything that you've dreamed of and more. You truly do deserve the world. So please don't sell out on yourself. Please make sure that you are constantly checking in with yourself and doing things that are aligned to you and spending time with people who love, honor, and support you, okay? I love you so much. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, screenshot it and tag me in your Instagram stories. That always makes my day when I see that you're listening. And I hope to see you and work with you in Beyond Body, my online retreat for building confidence and learning to love yourself. So I will put that link in the description, or not the description. Gosh, I turned into a YouTuber for a second there. I'll put the link to Beyond Body in the show notes, and it'll also be in my Instagram bio, just in case that's probably the best place to find it. So I hope to see you in there and I will talk to you next week. Bye.